You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. my new table i don't i don't want to break it welcome to axe to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and what are we going to get into today fellas hardcore hardcore (laughs) (laughs) probably some fucking hardcore hardcore. i'd imagine yeah Yeah. Uh, before we do that let's do some sponsors shall i lead the way yeah why don't you uh kick us off with some sponsors Okay. Uh, everybody familiar with the label Death Wish Inc.? Is that a thing you guys are aware of? Is that an ongoing concern? Vaguely, yeah. I think I might have heard of them. You yeah. might have heard of them. A couple times, two or three. I think they put out the Sex Positions record. So Yes, they yeah. did. They have, uh, as we've discussed uh, in passing, there is a Blood from the Soul record that is that was coming out when we were discussing it, and I believe is now out. Is that correct, or is it still pre-ordered? I That's think it's right. Out. Came out. Came out last week. So, this is. I want people to check this out for this reason. It's so fucking weird that it exists, and that's what we should all be doing in life: is weird things that make people go, "Huh, wild." So, this is that name, Blood from the Soul, is a project band uh, from what would we guess? 1995 does that sound right yeah i probably. think four five six yeah, probably earlier there. than that probably 93 really? yeah okay and for it to be picked back up and taken to this re- like fully realized place is fascinating because there this isn't artists trying to squeeze money out of a thing it, it wasn't that type of project in the beginning. So no, the original record came like out in 1993. Okay, there we go. Um, that's nuts. That is nuts. Um, that's interesting because Lou, Lou Kohler was on it. Would you say what Sick of It All record was? It's right after uh, Just Look Around. Yeah, just after, and they did that uh, New Titans on the Block tour with Napalm Death. Ah, uh, right, and Sepultura. Okay. And that's why they makes were. Makes total sense. Okay, pals. Yep. So, but now, uh, no, no, but now, uh, no, no, Lou, no Lou, uh, Jake, uh, and I don't know. I, I'm just, I love to see this shit. I love to see supergroups, so to speak, when they're not like no disrespect to people that I am certain are listening right now. Not all supergroups are built equally, and some of them are. Um, obvious in their intentions <laughs> and others, others are very artful. And I, I think that this falls in the latter category. So I want everybody to go to deathwishinc.com, uh, and you're going to enter the promo code when you're purchasing this 
throw a shirt in there too. The the uh, I I stared at it long enough that I now like the Mark McCoy shirt uh, for Jake's death metal thing. Uh, I stared at it mm, for like yeah. I know that I know this is odd, but I stared at a shirt that I did not intend to buy for an awfully long time, saying, "Do I like this?" <laughs> and I came away going, "Yeah, I do." So pick that up, uh, pick up the Blood from the Soul record, uh, and type in the promo code. Axe to grind. You got it, and and you're gonna want to what? You're gonna want to spell it out. I don't feel like you guys were totally comfortable with me leading that. We were not. (laughs) No, you did okay. You did okay. You did well, but we were. What what you missed is the name call for it, where it's like, and Pat, what do you do? What's the code? Yeah, you can't just throw that out there. But me and Tom navigated elegantly. I kind of I put my foot in there, and then I knew Tom would take. Yeah, yeah, he did the all you. Yeah, you can't just throw that out there because we both go. Who's gonna go first? Axe grind, right? Yeah. So over each other. Yeah. Speaking of alley oops, Tom, we're swinging one over to you. Going to the Tar Heel State, uh, the home of the Charlotte Hornets. Let's get some uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, formerly Grandmama. Let's get some Zoe. Will Larry Johnson with the four-point play. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to talk to Live a Lie. Take us away, Tom. Yeah, so their two most recent releases that they have coming out is a band that I can actually speak to very briefly that Bob will probably have to help me because it's not totally in my wheelhouse, but it we'll get to it. So they just put out two split seven inches by uh, anchored by the band Fuck on the Beach from Tokyo, Japan. Um, How good is the name, right? Like right off such a hard name. Fuck on the Beach. Fuck on the Beach. What are you going to say to that? Yo, have tried. (laughs) It's okay. Um, It's okay. I mean, I don't even like a sandwich on the beach. Yeah, yo, I prefer it to a sandwich. If it's windy, you're really in bad shape. Uh, and everything becomes great tape. Yeah, yep. yeah. Nighttime better. And to be honest, you're better. It's like a good place to start off the business, and then it'd be like, hey, let's uh, let's go wherever else, car, anywhere where we're not dealing with sand in yeah. the uh, fuck yeah, situation. You know what I mean? Got it. Um, so the first seven inch is a split with a band called Endless Swarm. Um, and the second one is a split with the band called no- Noise Nihilist. Yeah. Um, and the reason why, when Bob brought up Fuck on the Beach today, I remembered in the early aughts, uh, like power violence was like a thing in oh, New yeah. York, especially mm-hmm. in like for weird places that you wouldn't expect it to be a thing. Like, I liked it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I think, like, yeah, I think it was like kind of you, you actually called it right. It's like it was kind of a thing with a lot of different people into different stuff. It crossed right. a lot of genres. Right. Like CR kind of helped with that. Um, yeah. Carlos from No Echo's band, um, Black Army Jacket, like stuff like that. Um, but I had a tape, I remember, and and it had like all random kind of like all those bands were kind of like into. So there was like this band, like Three Penny Opera, which was like kind of like a screamo band. But they were in that same scene as like um, like Polak and all this stuff, you know, Reversal yep. Man, all this sort of stuff. Yep. But I had the tape also had Swallowing Shit. And fuck on the beach, and forever I always thought fuck on the beach was was with the dude from Propagandi, but it's not. <laughs> um, the dude from Propagandi was in swallowing shit, um, right. but I was always like super impressed by like I feel like fuck on the beach stood out on that tape to me. Yeah, um, 
even for people who are pretty casual. Yeah, and I would say I'm casual. Yeah, on the faster stuff, I, I think Fuck on the Beach has some really memorable moments. So, uh, so these are definitely worthwhile to check out. Um, I believe one of them is even pretty limited because it's like a primarily Japanese release that To Live Lie did like a U.S. like edition of. Um, so, so make sure you get there quick. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to jump in on that. No, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think, um, to live a lie is, and working with 625, like they have so much stuff going on. Um, I kind oh, of, yeah. I, I feel for Will. It's a, it's a one person operation. Oh, I see yeah. Boxes and mailers piling up, you know, if, that he's doing a couple of times a week. So it's kind of awesome to see. So, uh, and we're happy to be a part of that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to everybody who's discovered some stuff with To Live Alive from our partnership, and yeah, we love we love what they got going on. Uh, big shout out to them. There's uh, another thing I'll just throw a quick recommendation. Oh yeah, because yeah. of this is uh, there's like a little zine available about the first ten years of To Live Alive. He hasn't been like propping it out because I think he's trying to be humble. But yo, doing that kind of label for a decade, ten years, it's a fucking long time. It's awesome. So check that out too. And they uh, also have um, there's the Drop Dead demos oh, yeah. LP, the pre-order. So pack and stop being a poser and just wearing the shirt. You can actually own a record. That's right. Mm. Yeah, you should you should oh, get the ninety one demo. How raw do you think the Drop Dead nineteen ninety one demo is? You I can't. Know, I mean, it's going to sound like Siege from the other room. Yeah, because yeah, we talked about this. the The one record that that I always thought was the album is actually just all of the early stuff put together and yes. that's raw enough for me. <laughs> so I don't even know how much more raw we can get. But that's also, there's a pre-order for that that you can go to, to, uh, Hey Bob, what's the website that they should go to for all of these things? They should all go to, to, to live And Pat, when you get there, you fill up your, your shopping cart, you buy the drop dead record. You stop posing. I, I see that we made a point of saying the names as to dishonor my my efforts. Correct. You're gonna want to sp- you're gonna want to spell that out. What are you? So you that, missed it. Oh my god! Did you miss yeah. the whole thing? Yep. Uh, Tom, just try me. Just you. You can kick it. So, you, right. you you compile. You know. You put everything in there. You're ready to check out. There's a discount code. What is that code, Bob? Axe to grind. And so when you get into that, you find the box. You're gonna put that that in there. What do you have to do to it? Spell it out. Thank you very much. What? Didn't we just do this? What just happened? You skipped over the code part. <laughs> no, you said the code. <laughs> I did not. I said the website. You weren't paying attention. Tom added okay, a wrinkle. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. This this whole thing's fucking me up. We should. Just, I'm a, I'm a Pisces. I work on intuition. <laughs> Yo, that's the first time you've honestly tried to slip in one of your trademarks i'm a pisces uh. i'm a pisces so, I'm, I'm intuitive i don't i don't go on this prison like reason and you know fuck it i think you're just scared of change uh embrace it uh also thank you to our other sponsors run for cover and uh closed casket activities same promo code hit their web stores save that loot guys how you doing today killing good it. killing it what are we talking about Killing it. I think we're. T- <laughs> oh, am I not killing I like it? Prove it. About that comment. Prove it. it. So killing that, it sounds like you're doing. When you say when you go like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And they go, "I'm doing amazing." Fuck off. Yeah, I'm, Yo, I'm it, doing amazing. It, it makes me think of that 
Blink One Eighty Two song where it's like I'm feeling it. That's that's Pat. Yeah. He's West Coast Rick. He's got a <laughs> flat brim that's got like a neon blue bill on it. Monster uh, socks. I wonder how Pat up. is now. I'm killing it. It's killing it. Do 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 do. It's all true. Um, <clears throat> so we 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 talked three episodes ago. We threw out um, some some plot threads. Uh, Patrick, as a nascent writer, you can you can help with this. There's a lot of times where our show we we talk about ideas and concepts and like, hey, we're gonna we should do this. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that. And there's a lot of dangling plot threads. Would you say that's right? That's a fact. So we're trying to be we're trying to be tidy. We very efficiently threw out two ideas a couple weeks ago where we said, hey, let's do a, a bracket with you know skull logos we did a pretty good job that was last week i think a lot of people had fun with that thank you everybody um as i mentioned because some people were like oh i wish we could have played along or gotten a vote and and really this was like a video game tutorial level so you got to watch us do it see how we thought about it how we didn't file in that our feelings for the bands because i can tell you what The winner was not our, I think, any of our favorite band among the bands in competition. Without naming no. them, without spoiling the last episode. But uh, so that was kind of a tutorial level of a video game for people because we're going to get to something else. But we mentioned that, and then we mentioned this idea that I've been kind of stewing on, which is right now in the uh, in the midst of a long time with no shows. But still stuff happening. Like there's still music being released and people still give a shit about stuff, uh, strangely or not. Who are the bands that matter? And it's, it, you know, we don't want this to be dismissive. If a band's not on here, we're not saying they don't matter. But we're just saying we think these bands matter to a lot of people a lot right now. Um, and I, yeah. I, I won't speak for you guys, but you can you can chime in here, please. I kind of went on... Not what I not what matters most to me personally, though obviously some of my tastes skew into these things. But more what I think, like you know what these are these are bands who I think matter the most in general to the broad spectrum of hardcore at large. Yeah, that's okay. how I looked at it as well. You know, my list is more who I think is going to come out of this in a position of strength. Um, right. Yeah. That, that plays into this as well. Cause I think that there's some bands that people love that aren't making my list at all because I think that the pandemic fucked them in their ass and they're not coming out of this in a position of strength. So I, for anybody that, for anybody that like Bob said, there's nothing to read into here. It's three people giving their fair and clear eyed analysis as they see it. So yeah, and, and you're salty. and hopefully being able to have a fun conversation about this because yeah, you know it's kind of it's it's a weird thing. I, I I give credit to everybody who's doing creative stuff right now, to everybody who's doing bands, to everybody who stayed doing bands, and to people doing new projects. Uh, so maybe we'll take a quick detour here for a second, but um, but yeah, like major kudos. Uh, and if you aren't on this list and you think you should have been. Prove us wrong. It, it feels good. I promise you. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, like not to do like the like everyone gets a participation trophy, but like of course, 
every band's all the bands matter. Not to do like all fucking, you know, but like, but right oh, now I skipped over the political minute today. God damn it! Sorry, <laughs> yo, yo. Since I skipped over political minute, do we have any no. other cool stuff to talk about? I think we do before we dive into this, because there's some, there's lots of. I want to say, uh, being involved in this podcast and just. Uh, doing this thing, we get privy to a lot of new projects. Sometimes we get to hear new records that we can't talk about. Sometimes we get to hear new bands that we know about. There's a lot cool ones. Do we want to? Why don't we crack open the safe a little bit? Mm. Um, Tom, you got the keys. Yeah, it's a little creaky. Give me a minute. <laughs> Can, you do a creak? A Can you do a creak noise, Patrick? <laughs> oh, good one, Tom. What's that? Here, Tom, yours was pretty good. Patrick, you do one. Hold on. There it is. That's a squeak with your shoe. <laughs> it's the best I could do, man. Here, I don't ready? know. Crick. Crick. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Bob. That's there. that's a little better. Pat's like running. Like he literally took a step. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Boy's looking thick. He needs to get them steps in. All right. Yo, that's Brian fact. Murray, man. That dude yeah. saw the bus coming and was like, put, put his fucking his fucking Clark right in the middle of your fucking back and kicked you right in front no. of it. Yeah, yeah a, so for everybody worst. that doesn't know, yeah, a uh, friend, friend of the podcast or former friend of the podcast, Brian Murray, uh, took a photo friend of me of that podcast, is so unflattering. my favorite friend of the podcast right now. Yeah, yeah, he's so like, unflattering that I I straight up look like Trump. And and it's, it's uh, very, You know Pat's real mad when he starts talking like Trump. So unflattering. So, so unflattering, you, unnecessary. unflattering, bigly uh, unfair, uh, and uh, totally, totally deceptive. It was fake news for sure. Uh, I look, I'm a thick guy at the moment, but I looked uh, thick, thick, and uh, I did not appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, frenemies that'll like, like put f- like ugly photos of people, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah, or like uh, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, I, I've I've seen mean girls. I get it. Yeah, and there you go. That, that that's Brian. Brian's a Brian's a mean girl. He's putting my uh, ugly photos up. Yo, with that picture, he's straight up. Uh, oh, who's the main main mean girl? Gretchen, Gretchen McAdams. Yeah, he's yes. he's full Gretchen on Gretchen McAdams. Yeah. No, Gretchen Wiener's the other. Oh, it is Gretchen Wiener. Yeah. Yes. Shout out Gretchen Wiener. Um, I'm trying to lose three pounds. <sighs> Yeah, here. that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, he's giving you those those uh, fucking all fat uh, Nutrigrain bars or whatever. No shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't Damn. take any food from frenemies. Uh, so, Tom, wait, hold on. I think we got the the safe cracked open. You got it. You got any news and notes about new music? I do. I have a question first, though. Mm, mm. I don't know. Pat's a lot to say. What are you recording, or what were you doing at Taylor's? I was doing self defense vocals. Uh, there oh, is okay. material. There's material that people really wanted, uh, and they're gonna finally get it. So if you're a self-defense fan, this is shit that uh, you've been waiting on, and I've been putting off because. Okay, Tom, you're gonna relate to this. Have you ever been challenged by a song and felt stupid, and then somebody confirmed for you that it was actually as hard as it seems? Yes. So I sang a Candiria song. Yes, thank you. Okay, there you go. So self-defense does like, not this write... This isn't 4-4 four, four time. I don't know what the fuck this is. Exactly. Thank you. Self-defense does not write mathy songs, and there is this weirdly mathy moment that 
I've put this song off for a very long time because I have no idea how to approach it. And I felt so stupid. And then I put it out to real musicians and watching what <laughs> Ian was my pretend vocal coach for this particular uh, session. Uh, so watching for people at home that uh, don't know everybody's name, uh, Ian is a uh, uh, regional justice center and military gun, et cetera. Uh, thinks, thinks that because he likes the Beatles, he can be a vocal coach. So uh, it, it was, it was Taylor who is uh, a very talented guy. And also uh, regardless of Straight how shooter. you fit, yeah, and you know, very much. And regardless of how anybody uh, feels, because I know there's a plurality of opinion on twitching tongue vocals, uh, he makes sure that they're they're all in key. You know, what I mean, so uh, he, he is the the watchdog of that particular uh, uh, organization. And I was leaning on these two guys, and they could not agree how the song how to approach the song, which made me feel very good because it is complex. Uh, <clears throat> but Anyway, that's what I was doing. Uh, for anybody curious, there is new SWAT material uh, coming. Uh, 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 not to step on your shit, I'm going to get this off real quick. I've made more money on SWAT since the pandemic than uh, my long, long-lived band and my full-time band. So that should give so, an idea. So that you mean your 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 office band, the 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 band that's based on the office, <laughs> based on Meredith series? from the office. <laughs> changing the changing the acronym so I don't have to endure that anymore. They snuck that in. Can't on wait me. for office related t shirts. But hey, yeah. if you make a buck on it, will you will you be okay with it? Uh, no, I want nothing to do with the office. <laughs> if they could cut me in on office residuals so that I was paid for the rest of my life, I'd go. No, I'll make my own money. Okay. So <laughs> you crazy? Anyway. You crazy. Anyway, crazy for that one, Jay. Let's go. <laughs> this is this is a reason for for everybody at home. Uh, per our last episode, I think we talked on this. It is a reason not to make money, but it is a reason that it shows that people are hungry for new material. And if you can create in this moment, if you're feeling creative and you and you're feeling like you can make something, uh, it, it is a good time to do it. People want to hear you. So, uh, with that in mind, Tom. I felt creative. So, um, yeah. So for the first time in 17 years, I recorded a new in a new band that wasn't just yeah. a song. Yo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything else. <clears throat> and I'm, and I'm gratefully appreciative to everyone who's asked me to, to be part of their records. Um, most recently I sang on the Somerset thrower record. Um, which was awesome because it was so much different than the stuff I got to usually do. That record's fantastic, so I, I everyone should go and check that out. Oh yeah, everybody got to check out that summer. Um, fantastic. Right. I'm the guy who's yelling on track six. There, it kind of sounds like if you want, if you were like, I wonder what Tom would sound like in Queens of the Stone Age. Well, I got gotcha. you. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, but I was super psyched to do that. Um, and then I was surprised um, by. Um, an, I was presented with a new band as a surprise by some friends of ours. Um, so Mike and and uh, Jay from Mind Force and Jack from Age of Apocalypse recorded a an EP for me, like with me in mind. It was like, here, do you want to sing on this? Um, Bob knew before I did, apparently. Yeah, um, sometimes, yeah, which is cool. I mean, Bob usually knows everything before us, but like. 
I guess Jay had reached out to Bob. I was like, yo, you think he would do this? And I was like incredibly touched. Like they put this together. They wanted to like, you know, and I had like long talks with Jay about it and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I, there's very few people that I would want to do another band with. And it happened to be those people came together and did a band for me. <laughs> so it kind of worked out. Um, so we recorded, they recorded probably about a month and a half ago. So it's Jay on drums, who's a fucking murderer on drums, Jack on oh, bass, baller. Yeah. Um, and Mike on guitar, obviously. Um, and then I went up to the Berkshires last weekend to record um, the vocals. So they're all done. The uh, record is mixed and mastered. Um, it's going to come out on a seven inch on a label that we all really like. Um, hopefully I'll have information on that soon. If I can get the artwork from a certain friend from Western Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, so hopefully by then, by this, by the time you hear this, we'll have it. Hopefully if not, he's fired. Um, the band is called Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know, Bob, you've heard it. Patrick hasn't admitted that he's heard it. Um, what, do you, what do you think it sounds like? How would you describe it? It is 108 if they were not just folks from and around New York City, but actually doing New York hardcore. Interesting. Like not, I and I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say 108. But it's it's got parts that tempo stuff that reminds me of 108. It's New York hardcore. It's straight it's like straight up New York hardcore with little metal leans, but not metal leads. You know what I mean? The right. Tempo moves. It's your it, like. Is it fair to say it's your most most straightforward hardcore band? Oh, one a thousand percent. To me, right. like it sounds like Chromags a little bit. Yep. A little oh yeah, some Chromags in there. Your vocals, and without getting too heavy in here, because I'm not going to tell you about your vocals, but you do some really cool stuff with them. It's your most New York vocal patterns. Uh, without losing your signature sound, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so, um, I think people will be be into it. Hopefully, yeah. And then, shout out, shout out, Colossus. Yeah. Yes, thank you for yeah. And thanks to Jay and Jack and Mike for putting that together for me. Um, we already started talking about doing another record, so um, yeah. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a new band after 17 years of not recording anything, and it was <laughs> it was it was scary. It was nerve wracking. You know what I mean? It's like. You go in there, you're like, oh shit, this is all me. This isn't me yelling for four lines. It's like Here I am. You know, this is my, like a, this is these are my tracks. I'm not yes, I'm not like, the spot man. This is right, my track. Right. Right. And like indecision was like you know, collaboration between me and Justin and stuff like that. So it's like, this is it. This is me. It's cool. If the lyrics suck, it's my fault. You know what I mean? It's cool. Um uh, so yeah, I'm psyched. Uh, so hopefully it'll be out I'm, by the I'm end. I'm gonna of jump out and surprise you. Are you ready? Sure. I wanted I wanted to wait until I was on the air. To tell you that you sounded excellent. Oh, look at Thank that! Thank you very much. I think you're lying, but no. I listen. I heard I it. What, what I heard, you hear Cro-Mags, I hear uh, dudes that really uh, like leeway, but don't want to give over to the. As Bob said, don't want to give over fully to the metal leads. Uh, I think it is really good New York hard, really good New York hardcore, uh, and I think that your voice uh, is as strong as it's ever been. I was very impressed with the whole thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, so, it doesn't sound like Mind Force. Doesn't sound like Indecision. No, but it no, sounds no. Like it could be either of those bands. No, if you don't mention who's in the band, uh, you wouldn't know it was any of those players. Um, here's my one question for you. Yes. What are you going to break it? This is Justin finding out now. You know what? Funny this gaslight. I, I was like, I think I've just been gaslit. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. So we have like a group chat, an Indecision group chat. Yeah. With like. Um, 
two of our oldest friends, right? Like that, like were our merch guys and toured with us forever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like one o'clock in the morning, I get a text to it, and it's like, "Yo, guys, I think Tom Tom is cheating on us. I just saw something on Instagram." <laughs> Which I was like, and I literally had that, like you know, like that meme with like the person letting go of the uh, the the um, butterfly. Like, is this is this cat? I think this. Yeah. Was, I was like, oh my god, I think I've been gaslit because like it was like, dude. We've literally been back together for 13 years. You had your chance. Right. right. <laughs> and you, you literally wrote a song. I can't wait around forever. I'm an old man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, yo, this is, this is the, uh, this is the, you, you've got the Guma and now the, the wife at I home. I might wife you up. I might wife up. Jeez. Yo, it, you just got to let them know. Like, let's not even say you're just on the market. You got a long time, but they didn't throw a ring on it. You know what I mean? There right, was that right. little There was that little time when when they got kind of serious with someone else, and it was like, yo, that's not cool. Let's not even talk about that now. But right, now right. you got this new thing. It's fresh. It's exciting. It's awesome. Maybe they can, like, you know, like have access to me, like, you know, every other weekend or something. Maybe. I don't know. Not even. Well, Justin needs to step up. He needs to. He, where's the licks, man? Uh, well, that's I the whole thing. Like, the A&R right. man said, I don't hear a single. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know what? It's not from lack of trying. Yeah. Dead serious. Like, literally, today was the like November 18th when we were recording. Is it November 18th? Yeah. Was literally the first show back with all the, the original Indecision people. Oh, wow. Mm. And that was in 2007 with fucking Killing Time and Blacklisted. We had 13 years. We play like three shows a year. Plenty of time to get stuff together. Mm. And couldn't get Justin to come down the street to to in Bay Ridge to somebody's house to to just jam around. So, so what's he you know doing? What? He's not even. He, it's not like he's got some sort of important job or nothing. You know I mean, what I mean? Give me, a, give me a break. He's holding babies and you know, of course, no, kissing he's super rings he's, and holding babies. He's insanely busy. He definitely is. But shaking babies uh, and kissing hands. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, he could he could have. I mean, he could write some riffs. But hey, you know what? Maybe this will be. Maybe I'll have like two projects. I'll be like Pat. It's what I'm saying. Mm. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. And like, right, but maybe know, this like, is like what they yeah. finally need. Yeah. Although I know if I know I send it to him, he's going to be like, really? This is it? Like, <laughs> he, he's that. He might be like, this is the coolest thing. I'm so pissed that he, I didn't oh, do yeah. this. But he'll still shit on it because that's what he is. Yeah. yeah. That's old his friend, style. Old friends. What are they, yeah, what are exactly. they good for? Um, How much? Well, so, yo, that's exciting news. As we said, new music is popping. There's actually a lot of cool new stuff. Yeah. Actually, a lot of cool new bands. Uh, we got some more new music stuff coming your way soon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but let's talk now about some of the ones that we think have been sticking around. I gave I gave some not difficult, but but some homework to think of about ten bands that you think matter a lot right now. And when when this when all of this is over, are going to come out really strong? Because <clears throat> let me put a caveat on this: there are certain bands. Patrick, let's talk about Drug Church for a second. Do you know when okay. Cheer came out? Was it two years ago? November two thousand eighteen. Wow, two full <sighs> years. Now I know you, you actually time. you have a new record coming. That's cool. There are bands that put out records before you who don't have a record due date yet. Oh, yeah. And and I'm seeing some of those slip off the map. <clears throat> and I don't say that in a mean way. I say that in a, 
yo, some bands are trying to hold so they don't, you know, put a record out when they can't go tour or are going to try to line it up so they can get something out right when touring starts. Yo, four years is a long time. Long time. And for some of these bands, that's what they're looking at. For some bands, it's even longer. You know what I mean? There's some bands who are at the two-year mark right now who are itching, got to get something going. There's some well, bands who I know who are past that, and it's like, yo, the conversation's dry. It, okay, so uh, I've been on record saying anybody who puts out a record, uh, an LP during this is crazy. They're playing themselves, etc. <clears throat> and a week ago, I came around on that because my thought was, oh, um, it seems now that this isn't going to be held against anybody. We're all going to get a mulligan. So therefore, put your record out, remind people you're alive, don't get sick of the songs, and just be ready to write another one. Right? That was That's my right. thought. That's a, right. That was my thought a week ago. But now that they're saying it's also fluid because now that they're saying there might be a vaccine rather soon, uh score one for the uh uh free market, I suppose. Uh that they are if that happens then forget everything I just said two seconds ago, because if you release at the wrong time, yeah, if you release at the wrong time, you're still fucked. So it is a very fluid situation. Definitely. If you've got an EP, put it out now, 100%, but Mm -hmm. uh, LPs are still a question mark and uh, fortune favors the daring. So uh, good luck to everybody. Got some friends who have an LP in the can. It's waiting. And they're going to put out an EP first. They recorded after the LP. Yep. Smart. Um, so, yo, let's let's go through this. Uh, I have a feeling we'll probably have some repeats, but who wants to start? Who wants to throw a name out there? I have one. Go for it. And and if we have overlap, we'll just all talk about it uh, as, as we do that. Sure, sure. This is also um, – <clears throat> uh, I have some inf- inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this adds to my to my reason for picking this band. Um, but I feel like Knocked Loose mm. is going to be still. So I th- I think quite honestly I think they got pretty fucked because of the the pandemic. You know, yeah. like as far as like they didn't get to do a ton. Um, the, the record, record came, came out, out what August. six months before things. Yeah, yeah, but like they did some tours. Yeah. but like you know this year was supposed to be like they were going to Europe with Madball. They were. Doing, they had a ton of stuff planned in the states, and they were doing all like those giant, like you know, big radio festivals in in the states, like you know, in a good slot too. You know what I mean? Like yep. in the, in the large print on a lot of the posters and stuff like that. So like this definitely stuck them. Um, but as we know, um, you know, those dudes don't just sit around. Um, so they worked. On, they have some new information and new stuff coming. Um, and like I talked to Isaac about it, and it seems like what they're doing is something different than what anyone else is going to be doing. Mm. Um, I think it'll be super impressive, and I think um, I, I I think they'll make up any ground they might have lost. That's all I'll say. Mm. Okay. There have been. I think you're dead on. I think their record, the last record, seems to have gotten a lot of attention and appreciation that. Even their prior records, like, you know, uh, the record Laugh Tracks had a lot of fans, but it had its detractors, too. I didn't hear those detractors in the way that I had on the prior releases. I no, think they a lot of people a lot signed of people up on it. Right. 
a lot of New York, a lot of hardcore kids signed up. Yeah. Yeah. Tons. All right. PK. Yeah. I'm going to go with drain. Uh, this one, I also had that. Okay, this one may or may not They're seem not on obvious. My list. I, not on your list. Is that what not you said? Not on my list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's why I feel like they are killing it at the moment. They are the opposite of a lot of the bands that, that, we don't want to necessarily say their names, but they, they really, they really, because it's a rough thing. If we talk honestly about who got rawed by this whole situation, then it kind of contributes to this, like in whatever small influence that we have, just putting something out in the world, it contributes to the idea that they got fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you kind of don't want to perpetuate that. So, uh, it's hard to talk about some of the bands, but drain has the opposite problem. Uh, where without playing a ton of shows, they continue to just win and go like kind of like kick it up a notch uh, in terms of what they're able to achieve. And I think that because people didn't see them as a heavy touring act prior to this, if they come out of this with a new record uh, and do hit the ground running, I think that they are primed to... uh, really make an impact particularly if they get on like some of the more fun leaning metal tours in in addition to uh doing like steady steady hardcore touring so uh drain is my pick yeah and i think i had them on my list too i could be wrong i think they only played one right one show off this record yeah that uh backyard show when they filmed the video i could be totally wrong but i think that's how it broke down so i think I wonder, and this is my question for you, particularly Bob. Do you think, is there any use in reissuing records? Yeah, it's a like, like a record question. like that and just be like, hey, if in case you missed it the first time, here's California Curse. Like, is that something that's even... Yo, you know what I want to say? I think you're. that's a smart thing. I think instead of reissuing it, we should talk about like, yo, let me reintroduce myself kind of right right. you know what i mean like record release show yeah let's do it the reintroduction show of drain california curse like i don't see a reason why when when shows come back actually none of this like horse shit like outdoor show that 15 people can go to shit when shows come back for real and everyone can jump on everybody's head yeah let's have some fucking fun Right, and I wonder if there's a way to kind of like do the whole reintroduction. One hundred percent. There's there's got to be a way because there's so many be. records. Yeah, like right. let's have fun with it. Um, I actually I, I think I agree with both of you on this. They didn't they didn't hit my list, but that was kind of a lack of spots more than a lack of appreciation for them. They have significant crossover appeal to me. One hundred percent. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to think about where they could place. Um, and one of the bands, like, like I'll, I'll put this, one of the bands on my list is a, a, another California band who I think has a similar thing. Like, yo, if you get going in California, you can, you got a big head start. That's a good place to launch, you know? Yep. All right. So speaking of that, I'm going to jump in here. Um, I did order mine, but it wasn't, there's only, there's a clear, there's a clear number one for me. Everything else is just random order. Sure. Um, I'm going to start with the band Vane. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have them, but no. to me, Vane uh, are the current metalcore champs. 
I feel like their next LP has people on pins and needles, like waiting, like excited in a weird way coming off Arizona. Uh, I feel like they're carrying a lot of energy both in the live setting and from that record. And I have no idea which way they go musically. Like sonically, they that's a band who could go any which way. Um, and again, same thing. Like I think <clears throat> they were a touring machine. Now they didn't get, you know, like the whole like missing out and stuff. I don't know what they missed out on. Right. right. But it's sort of like when you're in the middle of a boss fight in a video game and you have to hit pause and then you go eat dinner and then you got to go run errands or do whatever. And you come back and you're like, Oh shit, I'm still paused. Let me jump right back into this. Things could go eight different ways. So, uh, I think they're a band that matters a lot. And, and I said, I call them the current metalcore champs. I think they still have room to grow in that space. Cause I think a lot of hardcore kids and people who like metalcore and hardcore, but like, I think there's, some kid out there with a white chapel shirt on who could hear right. Bane and be like, holy shit, I love the band, you know? Yeah, this could be their entry point to a lot of... Yeah, uh, a lot of other stuff. On just, their end, and yeah. kids coming in and being like, what's this Converge stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, right. not even knowing about Anybody? No, no, yeah. Bane, yeah. Bane just has that energy, and you get them on the right shows, I think it could really pop. Yeah, I mean, I so, wonder how much of like the electronica stuff happens with them. Like they just put, the, I bought, I just bought that uh, the, the, the remix reissue. record. Yep. I wonder if they lean that and lean into that a little bit more. I'm just curious. Yeah, like you said, they can literally go any way they want. To yeah, go. it's kind of it's yeah. it's fascinating. So I think, and I think that I think that matters in a big way. Uh, Patrick said it regarding the Blood from the Soul record. Like, ooh, huh interesting you know what i mean and i think the vein record regardless of where it goes is going to have that kind of energy so that's why they didn't make my list because the next record is such a big question mark you know what i mean it's it's a cool energy to have it's interesting and for us people that are kind of like like as long as the music's good uh it's going to be fulfilling but it this is where a lot of bands don't know which way to leap you know, it, like they're at that exact crossroads where you're right because they're kind of reigning champs. Oh, yeah. The instinct that most people have is, can I compete at a weight at a higher weight class? Can I get two belts? You know, and oh right, right. Big. Like, do I change it up and go? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop down a weight class and do right. something a little different right. than I've been doing, and, or I'm gonna go up a weight and, class and do something. And that is. That is every band's story at the end of the day, right? And uh, sometimes it works good, sometimes it doesn't. And the rare band that says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna dominate this weight class until some young buck breaks my nose on camera," like that's rarer. And that's I, I usually appreciate that. But these guys are also musically uh, inclined to go in different directions, so. I, I imagine they'll be making big strides on the next record. That's why all I'm saying is that's why they didn't make my list is because I have no idea where this next record arrives. Totally agree. Uh, for a band who musically isn't my my wheelhouse, really, I almost hope they double down on their sound and go oh, harder, I always crazier, heavy. I always you know hope people I mean? double down for sure. All right, um, let's do. Tom, you're up. Or we can do snake draft. I'll go twice. <clears throat> now you go. Okay. Um, 
we'll leave like the I think we all have probably a ton of ones that we share. You might, yeah. Um I'm gonna say which one am I going for? I mean I'm gonna go Mind Force. Also on my list. Yeah, I think they did a good job. <clears throat> you know, they put out that EP and then they followed it up with another single. Um I think those dudes are involved in a ton of projects. So I'll just say like the like the Mind Force camp. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I think um they have a ton of stuff like the Pillars of Ivory stuff is really hit and mm-hmm. Jay's got other stuff going on. Mike's got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Nick's got stuff. So like they all have and and Donnie too. Like there's so much stuff going on with those that crew. Yeah, they're, um, they're not they're not sitting back on their heels. No, but I think a lot of that stuff, you know, I'm psyched to see what a Pillars of Ivory show is going to look like. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, and, for me, Mind Force was on this list because of the reasons you said. I just think they still have so much energy and there's interest around them that stays growing. Like it's continued on trajectory. I want to say this. I was thinking about them and what makes them unique. And we, we fucking all champion them. We talk about them a lot here, whatever. They're spearheading a sound that's been popular for a while. This like crossover New York, hardcore metal, a little bit of thrash in there, but they're pointing that towards hardcore where a lot of others are pointing it towards thrash or towards metal. Right. And just that little tweaking um, is really interesting. And I think it makes them kind of a fascinating band. So major credit to them. I, I want this to be the gentle peer pressure for them to do another LP. It doesn't have to be soon, but, but like <clears throat> they, they still have a lot of gas in the tank um, and I, I think everybody who likes them thinks that. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now they're a Colossus odd project, but it's cool. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> PK. Uh, okay, so uh, Mind Force made my list as well. Uh, I'm going to go uh, back to California. Uh, this might just be because uh, I had somebody involved in the record uh, talking it up to me the other day. Uh, but uh, I think Dead Heat is due for good things. Uh, they were also on my list. Yeah, I think that just like Drain, they are perceived as uh, younger. They're going to grab the younger audience the second that they can get back to touring. Uh, yep. And I think that it is like undeniably fun music. Like both Dead Heat and Drain are both fucking fun. And if that's the type of energy that we're due for in 2021, because that's where people's heads are at, that's where the bands are at. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not, that's not my, I'm not fun, <laughs> but, but that is, uh, I won't fun. be mad. At, I, w- I do hate fun, <laughs> but I won't be mad at this. I won't be mad at this. So uh, I think that, I think that they're getting the, uh, I, I guess, uh, n- new, n- new album coming out of this, stimulus package at and i i anticipate it'll work what's up everybody i am finn mckenty host of the punk rock nba podcast part of the sound talent media podcast network 
My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living. And every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Yeah, I love the the uprising of like the new California like thrash, the Bay Area thrash, but a lot further south. I think, um, yeah, I think them and and Drain have a lot of awesome energy, and and <clears throat> their music, like that style of music, is almost inherently fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no matter yeah, how I you agree. take it, you know, like right, so Slayer's not necessarily fun just because they're like it's scary, but like yeah, Anthrax fun. Exodus, fun. Like that sort of stuff is super fun. So I think um in twenty twenty one people need fun. People don't need fucking like navel gazing bullshit. They need to have it's gonna be a fucking celebration. So I think um and I think the Dead Heat stuff so far has been great and I think they'll only get better. So I think this next record will really kind of kill it. I've heard I've heard crazy things about the new LP. I'm excited. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay in California. Um I'm going to take Gulch. Uh, I think Gulch is almost a no-brainer. An argument for putting out a full length during this, because they put out an LP with closed casket, that seems like it sold out like four times in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah, incredible. Anytime there was copies of it available for sale, they all were sold immediately. So they capture the excitement factor of now like just they're now and i think even though we're talking about all these california bands they're the one who feels to me like they could become california's like signature band of the moment because they bridge so many different areas of hardcore like they've got their noisier moments they're frantic they've got punk stuff it's hard there's heavy moments it's spastic like they just have sort of this melting pot that works 100% and it comes across live really well and here's the kicker 
they haven't really even been able to be unleashed yet. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, uh, so they feel a bit like a caged dog and I'm just curious to see what happens when it gets unleashed. I, I, I think they're like a band who matters a lot. And, uh, like they're, they're a band. If there were shows happening this year, every show you went to, you'd see Gulch merch period. End of story. You know what I mean? I just think it's, yeah, they're kind of one of those <clears throat> things. I almost see them as like the new nails. Mm. Yeah, not that nails are replaced, but I'm saying like how nails had that vibe that it's like, oh, everybody likes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a way to like nails, like black metal kids like nails, like hardcore, like how like they kind of crossed over, and that's how big they got, and how kind of popular those records were, just because it's like, oh, this is like something that everyone can like. I mean, people that like fast hardcore like nail, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gulch has that. They, They seem like they can catch a lot of those sales. Yeah, yeah. They made my list as well. I've vocalized on this podcast that I was uh, – listen, they don't need me to be nervous for them. They're doing fine without me. But I was I was just a little – I thought that the pandemic would hit them in a way that I I, I thought it was going to just like let the hype peter out. Uh, and I don't see that now. I, I see people are still just as psyched as they were. So uh, I think they're going to come out of this pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. All right. Um, which way am I going? I'm going to go Midwest. We've given enough love to California. Yeah. Um, but I mean, California is the best. I mean, I got it. It really is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to, I'm going to pick a, uh, a, a smaller band that I think is going to pop as soon as um, the pandemic stops. Okay. Let's hear it. The road. I'm going karma from Chicago. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Um, th- that EP is coming out soon. They're on flat spot. They're like, so the records are going to be out there. Um, I don't think they've had a ton of time to ton of chances to tour so far or at the level that they, that they're going to be. So I think people like and love heavy hardcore and I think they do it really well. So I think, um, I think that this record will be like the next, there's another band on my list that I, that I kind of equate them to, mm. um, that I think they'll be like the next like heavier hardcore band that pops. All right. Interesting. Patrick. Okay. I am going to go with one that I'm always championing on this podcast. Can we guess what it is? It's going to be a Kulu. You got it. (laughs) You got it. Oh, Uh, on my list. I, I think that this is the sleeping dragon (laughs) of, uh, uh, of uh, kind of New York influenced uh, hardcore. Um, I think that uh, people like everything that they've uh, delivered, those uh, two uh, singles. And uh, I think that if the LP is good, this is going to be the sustained hype band of 2021. Where, from yeah, I've heard. Yeah, can can we guess, Tom? Tom, do you think the Akulu LP is going to be good? Yes, it's going to be bonkers. And from everything I've heard from the folks that have heard it, because it's done, it's that it's ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. Mm. So, so I'm quite excited. They they're all on my list. They play a style of music that is accessible. Uh, it if listen for you not to alienate me, that means that you're you're pretty you're either pretty far in one direction or you're accessible. 
Uh, I consider them fairly accessible band uh, across the spectrum of hardcore. Uh, they're the type of act that in previous years you are a hundred percent. This is hardcore act and also a chaos and Tejas act and also a sound and fury act for the, whatever the two years that those things overlapped probably. Right. But th- those are, you can see them playing, you know, not dead yet. Like you could pl- see them playing anything. Oh, they, they would be playing all those. Yeah, you're right. And I think that that's part of the strength. Uh, if the record is as good as I've heard it is, uh, I think that this is going to be the one with the longest tail. I think you might be right. Um, they also made my list. They are. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for this record. Let's just say that. Uh, hope All it right. comes sooner rather than later. All right. Um, I am going to go to a band who I'm pretty sure will only be on my list given our, our conversations about them so far. But they're a band who I think you guys will both agree seems to have a lot of conversation and already has a ton of fans. And that's the band Chubby and the Gang. Mm, um, interesting. They, they already... So they put out an LP that sold out and then it, they, I think it got repressed and that sold out again. And they got picked up to a bigger label <laughs> in the UK, and I think it's being repressed. And um, they've got this crossover with exactly what we label it. You know, like they've got that street punk influence with some nascent, sort of touching into hardcore sound. But overall, this is a punk band and a punk record. And if anything, it goes more pub rock than hardcore. But the imagery, I think a lot of the people's background in the band, these are hardcore folk. Um, And they grab that audience. Now, what I'm curious to see is where they go trajectory-wise. And they might already be out of small venue sphere and on the trajectory to be doing, you know, oh, we're doing support for one of the bands who's headlining punk rock bowling. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I think that the Speed Kills LP was cool. It's a fun record. Um, I've revisited it some and I've actually found quite a bit of charm in it. And I know there's people who absolutely love it. I don't love it, but I like it. And I'm curious, they sort of in the same way as Vane, but more for me personally, because I I like them uh, musically more, more than I like the Vane stuff. I'm curious to see what they'll do for another LP. It could go to something that I just straight up don't like. Or it might pull in and lean to some influences that I like, that I actually do like considerably more. So Chubby and the Gang is my pick for a band who will matter. Am I wrong or is that in the same, uh, is it going to pick up the same energy, same fans as, uh, what is the fucking band that sounds like Thin Lizzy for the first two records? Um, Uh, Sheer Mag. Sheer Mag. Sheer Mag. Uh, yeah. Is it is it, it the feels same like fan? it could hit there? It could, but I also think they're getting more of like the Coxbar crowd. Like oh they're right. getting the die in the wool oi street punk guy. I'll be honest with you. Once you got the oi guy, he's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? He's he, he's that's dying of alcoholism at some point, but that's about it. That's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I mean. So um, you know, I, I need to give a quick shout out to because this is this is now a footnote because I actually forgot Ukulu. 
And I was like, I can't forget a Kulu. That that record is. I'm like personally, like straight up excited about it. So I can't forget it. Uh, Inclination actually made my list the first time through because they're a heavier yeah. straight edge band from the Midwest. And I think if they they're they're are not they're it's almost unfair to call them a side project, but that's what they are. They're Isaac from Knocked Loose's side project with a bunch of guys from Louisville. I don't think they'll ever be full-time, but they're a band who I think if they toured even just a little bit would pick up that like 90s heavy straight edge style, like big fan base, whole room knows the knows the chorus style vibe. Yep. So yep. I, I think even though I had to pull them off my list, they they deserved a shout out. No, I totally agree. And like when I was when I was like, do I want to have them and knock loose on my short list? Right. That was the only reason why they didn't make it. I think they're like low key, incredibly popular already. Yes. With like no touring. Yes. You know, and I think they're like when fests ever do come back, if they ever come back, like oh my god, I feel like they'll be the band that's like, oh shit, we're we're fuck, we're playing after inclination. They're a fest secret weapon band. Uh, yeah. So behind the scenes, I don't think they're gonna break your legs for how much they charge, but you can get them almost anywhere in the states, and they're gonna bring out people, and people really like them. Yes, probably more than the other than the bands directly above them, and certainly the other bands. If you if you look at a fest lineup, Inclination is probably five spots too low. Yes, they're definitely right. They're underrated, and they're um, some nice human beings. So shout out. So what's you, what's your pick, Tom? My pick. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to uh, Northeast Pennsylvania, mm. and I'm gonna go to one step closer. Me too. Um, I think um, they, you know, just like we were saying with some of the other bands, like they have a great energy. I think um, they're only kind of growing in. Like they were like the 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 doll, like the puppy with the big paws before. Yeah, yeah, golden retriever vibe. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, this, you know, but now they're like growing into like themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that last their body. Was great. Yeah. Yep. From me to you was awesome, and it was like 19 year olds. Yep. What's the next record going to be when they're like 22, 23 year old? You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. really coming into their own and getting more like confident in their like. I think the next record is just going to be whether it be an EP or an LP. I think it's just going to be ridiculous. And um, I think, you know, there's so much room for all of that, for the heavy stuff, for their for their more melodic stuff, I think. And they scratch an itch that almost all of us have. So I think it'll, I'm, I'm excited for them. So to me, um, they're fast, but they're not too fast. Right. They're anthemic. They're moshable. They're essentially built for, like, the stage dive and sing-along stuff. Yep. But with 0% corniness that sometimes comes from that world, you know, correct through all that, through all that stuff, they're super creative and they're doing stuff with a a format that is like, that is there, but they're coloring all sorts of outside the lines. Um, I said vain was the current metalcore champs to me. All things considered one step closer is the best hardcore band out right now. Hmm live with the records everything um and i uh that's another band whose lp i think people are gonna uh freak out about let's just say that can i, I get didn't... like the waveforms to my uh my gmail <laughs> <laughs> that's good I'll, Same I'll thing with those i'm gonna look for it on the dark web 
Hey, Akulu, can I get like I I, I still have um, Soul Seek, but if you can hit us at extragrindpodcast at gmail dot com, couple you know if I, <laughs> I get a Google Drive, we don't share. We don't share. I did not Patrick. think. I did not think of one step closer, but that is just an oversight on my part. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How many more do Who's we have? I have not, three. No, yet. not my. I've I've got three. Pat might have four right now. Or uh, I have four. I've actually. got. Yeah. I've, I've got, got three, and two of them are. I'm I'm going to just level with the bands and the audience and say two of them are really on the line. Uh, it okay, okay. really depends. On, Depends on which way this goes. Um, uh, This is a friend, so I'm going to talk candidly about this one. Uh, RJC is either going to be the biggest band in their space next year, or it'll be the year that kids turn on them. And I do not know which one to anticipate. Uh, And I suppose that's kind of exciting to watch. Uh, But it could go either way. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because, um, it's hard to be, it's hard to be good in that space where people demand a certain type of purity from you. And if you don't deliver, they take it as a personal affront might be the only style of hardcore that still does that. So, um, I think that, uh, everything that I've heard about the new record, uh, there's actually two to my knowledge an EP, I think. And then certainly an LP. Um, everything I've heard about it, uh, certainly it's it's primed to pop. But I worry about not worry. <laughs> I I think about these bands. He's a that, friend. You can worry. You can have concerns. Uh, well, that, that blend influences that that that, uh, that 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 open themselves up for the for certain types of criticism. And I also think about certain because scenes. they go too like too far afield. Yeah, except it doesn't, you know, like it, it literally doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Narrative tr- trumps reality, you know? Um, so I don't want to breathe it into existence that that's what's going to happen, but I just always think about this sort of energy with, uh, with certain bands. Like, uh, are they going to get fucked by the weird fickleness that is due to every, like, okay, friends band, we can talk about it. Um, there was a bunch of bands that came up after nails that were straight up nails impersonators. And yes, then and then when people got mad at nails for their success, people would claim that these other bands were better than nails. They were never better than nails. There was no argument. There was no argument among people who actually fucking know, (laughs) but by people who actually listen to the music. Yeah, but there was this moment where people decided, I'm mad at Nails. They played too many festivals, you know, or whatever the fuck nonsense it was, right? And uh, (laughs) that energy, that energy sucks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't pertain to, it doesn't hit me anymore. Like, you know, one of my bands is long lived enough that we don't get that blowback. And the, and the other band uh, kind of started out in a, in a more maybe palatable or commercial space. So that doesn't that splashback doesn't hit me anymore, but I watch it from afar and I go, you know, I fucking hate people. <laughs> so I I think that RJC, if people are actually listening and actually like the things that they claim to like, I think they're gonna be fucking huge next year. But 
I also just, I'm like, huh, but maybe people will be taught the, maybe my expectation that people suck is just totally accurate. We'll find out. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic pick. Shout out, shout out RGC. Um, don't get, don't let, don't let RGC get, get lost in the military gun explosion. Mm. Um, Another thing people will uh, just but, resent. Oh yeah. Well, what, fuck them. Uh, RJC is going to be awesome. Uh, and military gun will be awesome too. So, uh, restraining order. Um, I think they are the best punk hardcore band going. I think they're exposing large swaths of like what I'd consider otherwise not too interested uh, hardcore kids to early eighties hardcore uh, without being pretentious and without being some sort of like cosplay phobac kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, and they just are superior in their sound. They've like, they're doing the, the, exclaim Boston hardcore sound as well as anyone has in a very long time. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad bad. and I'm, yeah, I'm just glad they are doing it. And, and like, yo, I think that matters. Like there are bands who do that sound and have done that sound and did it very well, but that pretentiousness, the pretense excludes a lot of people, you know, like Patrick, you're a big fan of classic bass Boston hardcore, right? That's a fact. How many bands have come through that because of the vibe around them, you've had no interest? 99%. And even the ones that people claim are great and have, have become uh, honestly like iconic in their own right. I never sure. liked sure. because I thought the energy, I, I thought the energy was off. Right. So uh, restraining order energy is on. Uh, love it. Uh, kind of can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, I have to co-sign that one. <clears throat> I agree. Mm. That last record is it's great, is fantastic, and like you said, like it's it it's bringing in folks. It's so catchy and so well done, and it's bringing in other folks, and it's not exclusionary where a lot of that sound can be. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I think yeah, I'm psyched to see what they do next. Shout out! All right, we're we're closing in here, Tom. What do you got? All right, I got. I added a third. Do it. Um, do I do this as the? He- All right, I'm going for. I'm just gonna say fiddlehead. Oh, good pick. Oh yeah, on my list. Yep. Um, I think so. The the new the next LPs in the can, just waiting to be unsheathed on the uh, on the world. Mm. Um, I'm really curious. You know, I think. Um, that last record hit in such a way on a, to a lot of folks that I think um, this new record will be, will be that much more anticipated. You know what I mean? I think like that last record came out and like people were stoked and like I didn't really know who Fiddlehead was before the LP mm-hmm. full transparency. You know, like I knew who who was in it and all sort of stuff, but I didn't really wasn't that familiar. And then that LP came out and I was like, "Band's fantastic!" So now all those people that jumped on board like me. Are now waiting for this new LP, and I, um, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna be really, 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 really big, and I, hopefully they'll have um, the time to kind of you know get out there a little bit, and do some touring, and and uh, see the results of all their hard work. Uh, I'm gonna quote Michael Jordan, who uh, said, "The ceiling is the floor." 
Uh, I don't know why that that quote <laughs> is hilarious. Good job, Michael Jordan. Yo, there's just sonically they're superior, right? These guys are excellent players, hyper competent, and they're also like pretty focused on doing something fresh in the space. Maybe low key, the most important thing about them is that they're influencing others and other bands not to do what they do like try to be what fiddlehead is but to do as they do which is kind of put some spin cycle on a lot of this i think there's a lot of people who obviously were pretty amped up one on the the fiddlehead lp which is fan fucking tastic two maybe had a as much as you know like i think everyone can be honest the have heart reunions got a lot of people excited about things oh, yeah. in general. And I think it might've brought people back to the, uh, to the stable on Pat's projects. And if they found that fiddlehead LP, uh, I think that probably hit home for a lot of people. So I, I can't wait for that LP. And I do hope they, they get out there. They're, they're pretty important band right now. Absolutely. Patrick, Pat, you're up my turn. Okay. Uh, I totally confess, and this is no disrespect to this band. I totally confess that this one is aspirational because they've been so fucking quiet. Uh, but if there's any other band that you've heard me big up on this podcast, what would that be? Oh, geez. Um, you, you, you you have bands you big up porcupine. I don't know. You know? Oh, I do big up porcupine and they're always putting something out. So they're going to be steady moving. Uh, but as far as I want to, I want to see candy, take the energy mm. that they left on the shelf and mm, pick it back sure. up. I, I want to see them again. It's aspirational because you know, you hear rumors. They don't want to play anymore. All this bullshit. I, I, I don't look a pandemic's got a way of changing people's minds and putting things in perspective. I don't, I, I want this band uh, that I thought had all of the fucking like, okay. Mill spec. People really like this new mill spec release. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So part of that is the effort that they put into it. It's not just the music. It's, it's the effort. It's, and Candy at the outset had that complete feel to them where it was a thing that they put thought into, that, a thing that they wanted to be a full thing. And yes. uh, I want them to pick that back up because that's what, Honestly, that's what uh, made Code Orange what they are. You know what I mean? That's that energy of it's all in. You, you know, it's it, all every part. We're annoying because every part of our lives is in the back of our heads. We are thinking of ways to do this thing. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be a thing? And that that type of band is what I like to see. So shout out to Millspec, of course, but also uh, I want to see Candy. Uh, pick that back up. So it's aspirational because they, you, you, there's an argument that they probably squandered a lot of the hype that was around them uh, by not playing or not putting out a record for as long as they did. But my hope is that pandemic uh, is a cure all for some, for some of the cobwebs uh, on a lot of good bands. And this would be my first pick. If Candy comes out with a record that's as strong as the EP or the LP, they can they can have that energy right back. 
Like, yeah, I agree. And I have, I have faith that those dudes can, I, I agree with everything you said. I think, um, a great, great record trumps all. Uh, we're going to take that word back. So it, it can really <laughs> over things. So um, that was a good segue into my next band, Millspec, who, oh, all right. Again, uh, I think they, they threw um, a big fastball during the middle of all this with their LP. And, um, you know, they're a melodic hardcore band and sometimes that term really tweaks me because I think of melodic hardcore and I think about bands who are trying to sing too much or it's like losing energy it's sort of like well it's hardcore but it's melodic it's like it's hardcore but it's melodic this is there's no intensity lost here I think that's what separates them from a lot of bands uh, I think we're seeing a few other bands kind of following in that same kind of trail where they're like, hey, we can do some melody shit here, but we need to make sure we're we're keeping things high energy. Um, Method of Doubt and Speedway are good examples of that, I think, also right now. Um, my big hope for Millspec is that with this LP now under their belt, that that it all catches in a live setting even more than it has so far. Because this is a band who has a lot of talk and I would love to see it. I'd love to see this band do, you know, a two week tour, 10 day tour where they just hit all the spots and the shows are bombing. you know, like that would be awesome to see. And, uh, yeah, like a good argument to me is that I think this band leveled up because exactly what you said, you can tell with that LP, how much they care, how invested they are in their band, what creativity they put towards it, all that stuff that it actually matters. And they delivered on the music too. So, um, big credit to Millspec. I think they come out of things mattering more than they did when things started. No disagreement there. Yeah, no disagreement. I, I so Millspec is one of those bands that we saw uh, a lot of excitement for early, and then it felt like uh, it petered off in a way that we were kind of surprised by, and had us second guessing if that record was as good as we remembered. Because that EP, uh, when then, it came out, was hot. Changes, it was yeah. hot, and people loved it. But then it was they, one of those things where it's uh, it's like a, a rainy day stock bump where it goes up and then returns to the level. But it feels like they're fighting out of that space with this new record. That yes, I don't know. I don't know how much it grew their their listenership, but it galvanized all everybody that was in. Everybody, everybody that liked Millspec is now all in on Millspec. I mean, a guy we we all respect his musical opinion. Brian Murray came on and said that's one of his favorite hardcore records. Period. Full stop. Yeah, ever. Yeah, that's that's big words. That's not Brian. Brian's not some uh, new new guy around who's just throwing out uh, superlatives. That that was pretty big talk, and and I think it's well earned. So shout out. Right. Um, you're up. I think this is our last round. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give my, can I give my two, like oh, we yeah. ran out of space, but yeah, I believe they should. All right. My two, we ran out of space, but they would still make the list. And I think they're going to have big years whenever those years start. I'm going to go, uh, turnstile, obviously if they do anything. Yeah. Um, 
I have no indication about anything. They might have a record for all we know. Who knows? Mm. Um, and never ending game. Mm. Oh, good I pick. think their next thing is going to pop. Um, cause I think people still like heavy hardcore. Oh yeah. And I think them and karma, they do it better than most. So I think they'll both kind of stand out with whatever they do next. Mm. Solid pick. And my, my last pick final selection, final selection of the first round. <laughs> I'm going Touche more. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I think that record is fantastic. Um, I think it's it would open up them up to even a newer crowd of people. You know what's interesting you say that? I think they actually have opportunity, and this is fucking weird to say, to use this new record to open themselves up to younger people. Yeah, and it's not because they changed their sound radically. It's not like they put out like something that's like hip to the kids, man. Right, right, right. I just think it's TikTok dances and stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. It's all TikTok dances, which I told Pat he has to get into. Um, It's just high quality and coming out, and I think the exposure of it is hitting young people who are like, "Oh, I thought this was just some fogey band." Okay, cool. Let me finally check this out. You know? Yeah. But I think, yeah, that record you know, has a great energy about it. And I think um, when they are able to play shows, I think those songs will come off incredibly well live. And I think it'll bring you know some lapsed fans back into the fold and then open them up to a whole new, um, whole new fan base, quite honestly. Mm. That's cool. Patrick, what you got? You got one left, right? I was, yeah, but I was going to say Turnstile as well, although – this is no disrespect to a band that I like, not just musically, but uh, I consider them friends. I don't know if they want to put something out. And that's why they, they kind of made, they, they waffled on my list. I don't know what their plans are. I, I I cannot figure they're an enigmatic band for a lot of reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is that they're big and they still do exactly what they want. Um, so do we agree? Do we agree that time and space is a classic hardcore record now? Yes, I think it is. Agreed. I, like the, I think I like if we do before. when we do, yeah, yeah, no, tough feelings, cool. Oh, not that, yeah, this is, I think time and space saying. cemented them in a weird way. I think yeah, that's probably true. In, probably true. in ten years, when we look back, time and space is going to be this record that's like Titan, like it's one of the biggest records of this decade for sure. Um, they're a band who. Man, <laughs> I think everyone could use a little turnstile show right now. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man. Just bring a full high energy. I want a fucking turnstile show with a laser light show going on at the same time. All neons. Let's blind some people. Laser pointers in people's eyes. Like, fuck it. Let's go out hard. That might be. I mean, look, they've taken the opposite approach that Code Orange has during this time. And I think both bands are because those are two of the biggest bands, right? Like hardcore or hardcore affiliated acts. And uh, they've approached this lockdown so differently. Now, granted, they're, they were in different places in their album cycle, so that's probably the most major part. But uh, Turnstile's just been, you know, just chilling in the cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just kind of like letting the world go by. Uh, and Code Orange is still uh, fighting for our eyes and our ears. And it's... Uh, it's interesting to watch these bands conduct themselves at this moment uh, because, again, there's there's not too many points of comparison other than the fact that they're both big, 
in the space. Yeah. But uh, I I would say either one of those bands could have made any of our lists. And, and I the only reason I have misgivings about Turnstile is just because I don't know what they have ahead of them as far as putting out a record, you know? No so, idea. Uh, but if they yeah, do, that was my concern. if they do, people are going to like it. That's the bottom line. Right. They, they, they really kind of volley up this whole list and they're, you know, everything in some else ways, works around them pretty much. Yeah. In some ways, they're the most assumed, I, I would think, right? Like it's a given. In terms of having. Like all of our lists, like we would just, they would have to, they would have to circle our list even if they didn't appear on our lists. You know what I mean? Um, oh, there's yeah. a reason. For, if you there's a reason for that. For certain what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously not a pick that we can argue with. That was your pick. That was my pick. All right. Uh, I said when we started this, that I just had one number one, the rest could kind of be in any order. Uh, so my number one pick is incendiary. I think interesting. All right. All right. I think they have broad appeal in kind of this, in an odd way. It's not a diss thing, you know, I think their sound is accessible even like in like full disclosure. I'm not the world's biggest incendiary fan. It's not what I typically go to for hardcore, but I think they're undeniable in how many people go to them and how many people find them and are like, Holy shit. Like this is great. Um, I think they've built a sustainable band model. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah right it doesn't go on forever right and and yeah. it doesn't how do i say this it doesn't feel like there may be some ebbs and flows perhaps but for the most part it looks like an upward pointing roller coaster like yeah there might be some parts where you're going up and down and up and down but you're all pointed going north you're going you're still looking at the sky which is crazy to say that a band, you know, a decade into their career, to me, decade and a half, yeah, right. To me, seem like they are still growing an audience, despite being a bigger band in hardcore. Like I can't tell you, this is a weird thing. I see random fringe people who I haven't seen at a show in eighteen years who are like throwing incendiary on their Spotify or their Instagram stories. I'm like, what? And it's not just one. It's, this isn't like one random. And I just, I I think again, no insight. I I bet somebody else here probably has some no insight on what they're doing next, but I actually think they really matter. And like, I have a feeling when they, when things come back, that broadness to their sound, the fact that they can kind of do what they want and operate the same way as they always have. It's, uh, it's going to bode well. And I, I think if they put out a record next year, it would be pretty big. Yeah. I mean, we're probably talking like billboard chart big. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have so much like energy behind them. Yep. And I think like if they had, you know, if they were 25 rather than 35 years old, like, I feel like they probably could be the biggest crossover band of all of the bands that we talk about. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think, um, I think if these dudes were twenty five instead of thirty five, they would be quitting their jobs to go do full full year incendiary tours because 
uh, they could do very, very well. Incredibly well. Yep. So shout out to those dudes. Um, yo, this is a fun activity. There's a ton of little bands that I would throw names out, but it's not. That's not what this one was about. This was about the bands who we think like have that chance to be like, yo, shit. These. I think every band we've mentioned here is a band who should be headlining shows when shows come back. Right. And uh, again, for everybody, we want all of these bands to succeed, but we're very content to be wrong. If, if there's something that's really popping, God bless it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, this is not an exclusionary list over here. It's uh, uh, you know, so uh, don't, don't uh, jump on us about that shit. Uh, can I do a quick thing? We want here? all bands to pop. We do actually. It. I have. Yeah, we do. We really we root for everybody. Yo, you guys know this better than anybody. Bands that I fucking want to punch in their goddamn faces, I still want them to make money. I still want them to be well liked <laughs> by the people that like them. I still want them to succeed in whatever capacity they want to. So, to all of yous, best of luck. Uh, if you had a tough fucking 2020 no reason you got to have a tough 2021 it uh, can all turn around uh if you are thinking about breaking your band up i would urge you to reconsider if the reason is out outside stresses uh if it's if it's you know you just hate each other's fucking asses that's fine but um if it's about kind of like the state of the world world's gonna change you know so i'd say hang on uh before we go have you guys ever listened to the script notes podcast? No, it's about screenwriting. Uh, it, it ranges from incredibly helpful to like kind of pedantic and annoying, but, uh, they do a thing at the end of it, which is just one cool thing. It's just the two hosts say things that they enjoyed that week. I don't suggest that we necessarily do this, but, uh, there's two things that I've been absorbing this past week that I thought our listeners might enjoy. So I wanted to pass it along, uh, with Christmas coming, I'd like everybody who has an interest in comic books or has somebody in their life who likes comic books to go to comicarttracker.com where you can just type in a character, a series, or an artist and uh, get everything that is currently listed on eBay, uh, private auctions, even like heritage auctions and and things of that nature. Um, If you go to it, you're going to be intimidated because there's like $20,000 pieces up front but you can find something for your loved one uh for two hundred dollars i guarantee it um that's all original art uh sometimes from uh comics that have been published and other times it's commissions that have been uh been uh, traded and purchased privately for years um so everybody go to that and uh off air i suggested uh, to Tom, this book that I've been reading, I'm going to suggest it to everybody because uh, it got a very emotional response out of me today, and that's uh, n- not a frequent thing. Uh, the book is Say Nothing, uh, and uh, it's about a, a woman who has uh, disappeared in Northern Ireland uh, in, I think, the early 70s. Uh, but it's a very upsetting story, and it stuck out to me. Uh, we got a lot of radical types in our listenership and God bless you. Uh, but, uh, it, it, it would be instructive to, uh, study how people, uh, how communities can turn on each other and how, uh, even people and families can turn on each other, uh, and the heartbreak that goes with it. I was very, very moved by this book 
and uh, I would suggest to anybody uh, interested, not just in Northern Ireland or the Troubles or any of that, but just uh, kind of interested in radical politics or, or, or where it can arrive on the human level, uh, w- would check this book out. It's uh, Say Nothing by Patrick uh, Radden Keefe, and it came out last year at a great acclaim, but I'm very late to everything. Uh, but I thought those would both be of interest to our listenership, so thank you for letting me go. Tom, you had something. Yeah, it's it's not art. <laughs> that's not, that's <laughs> all I'd good. Like give, um, I'd like to give shout outs to uh, two um, friends of mine, friends of the pod to an extent. Um, a buddy of mine, Brian, that played guitar for Outbreak. Mm. At this point, you've probably seen it already. He um, saved a woman from having her child kidnapped from her by... Um, a man who was mentally unwell and had to, he literally held him in a uh, chokehold, a rear naked choke for about 25 to 30 minutes waiting for help to come. He didn't like put the guy out, but he had to literally hold this grown man down for 30 minutes until someone came to help in the middle of Manhattan on a like Tuesday afternoon. Um, so respect to him for doing that. Um, that's literally been everywhere. So I'm sure people have seen that already, but then I want to give a shout out to, uh, Dan from King Nine, have you guys heard the story? Uh, tell no. the story; it's outrageous. Big, it's fucking big great. So, to Dan. yeah. So, um, Pat, you'll probably so in 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 Brooklyn in Williamsburg, there's a restaurant called Five Leaves. Always a billion people waiting outside because it's always like packed, and there are like these like three like concrete blocks that um, it's kind of like a there's no traffic that's meant to be going through there, right? So it's right. kind of like they've they've expanded the sidewalk. So. Um, Dan and um, his girlfriend, Becca, they're walking. It's on Bedford Avenue. It's like a huge fucking thoroughfare. Um, some drunk driver plows through. And this woman sitting on one of these blocks with her child hits the woman, literally severs her leg. Whoa. Um, Dan, thinking quick, runs over, takes his belt off, makes a tourniquet and like literally saved this woman's life. Wow. And they ended up checking the guy. I guess he had been partying like because this was the Sunday after the election was called. Yep. Yep. So dude was out. Yeah, I mean, he had cocaine on him. He had a bunch of uh, party drugs on him. Um, but yeah, he, he fucking sped through and almost killed this woman and her child and her partner in the middle of like Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, which for folks that aren't familiar it's like a huge thoroughfare like picture like the most like kind of crowded thoroughfare in your town it's that times a million yeah and um yeah luckily dan thought you know was quick on the fucking draw and he ran over and was able to kind of make a tourniquet and and save this woman from bleeding out in front of her kid in front you know in front of a fucking a brunch crowd in brooklyn on a sunday afternoon so shout out to dan shout out to brian bhk yeah shout out to me i'm uh I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. Uh, I'd like to think if I was, I would pass. Yeah. A little boss tones yeah. wisdom for you. Um, shout uh, out to right. everybody. Yo, yo. Shout out to yeah, everybody got... that gets that opportunity to do something heroic. That's awesome. Good for good oh, for those people fellas. who do it. Good God, amazing. Uh, yo, shout out two two last ones uh, for the people who are looking for good presents out there. Uh, friend of the podcast and listener, uh, Sean McNamara is quite an artist he's doing commissions uh hit him on instagram sean s-e-a-n-r mcnamara m-c-n-a-m-a-r-a 
uh, spend your money with those people this uh, holiday season, not uh, not Amazon or like ordering Trump hats or whatever the fuck everybody does. Um, and uh, shout out to our homie Josh from Grand Junction, Grand Junction, Colorado, Grand Junction Hardcore. Major respect. Hell yeah. All right. A good episode. Uh, nice talking to you, fellas. Uh, everybody have a good week. Have a good one.